0: Welcome to Americana Quill, ready to write Please like and subscribe and tell a friend to like to subscribe. Today we are joined by none other than Jesse Cray, who has her own podcast entitled To My Own Opinion, as we break down more episodes of Lovecraft Country as the writing and story is so impeccable that we've been lost since the beginning. So let's not waste any more time and get into episode five. Hi, Jesse. Thank you for doing this with me. I greatly appreciate it.
1: Hi guys, I'm so excited to be back. <laughs>
0: No, we're great. I'm grateful that you're here with us. So let me just get right into it as far as the synopsis, and we'll just keep the, the show going. Episode five synopsis: After sleeping with William, Ruby wakes up as a white woman, and William reveals to her his metamorphosis po- potion. Excuse me. Manchos tells Atticus that he has taken care of Yaima, and destroys the pages, causing his son to nearly beat him to death. Letty tells Atticus that she is afraid of his anger, but the two later reconcile and have sex. Mancho goes to Sammy's apartment and has sex with him. As Tick works on deciphering the language of Adam from Letty's photos, Letty warns him that the use of magic is inherently evil and will corrupt him. Ruby decides to keep using the potion for his privilege and gets a job as an association, as, sorry, associate manager at a department store under the name of Hillary Williams tells her that she must perform a favor for Christina by planting a runic stone in Captain Lancaster's office. While doing so, she discovers an imprisoned man who has been tortured and learns that the sheriff has a partially black body. Later, Ruby witnesses her white bosses. Paul attempts to sexually assault Tamara. After Christina tells Ruby to embrace power, Ruby rakes Paul with a stiletto hill. Ruby confronts William and asks, what he and Christina do in the basement? And William metaphorizes into Christina as Atticus works on the language. He translates something that causes him to call him, call his forever lover Jia in South Korea. This episode was directed by Cheryl Dorn. Telepr- the teleplay is credited to Misha Green and Jonathan Aikid and Sonia Witten, Adam and I believe is how you pronounce it. So oh, that's pretty much the overall encompassing the synopsis of episode five. So my first question, I guess, to you, Jesse, is what was your favorite scene?
1: Uh, my favorite scene had everything to do with uh, Cardi B songs. Uh, I feel like, you know, the songs that they portrayed, you know, were so powerful for the moment that was being told. And when money showed up, and it started playing and she walked back into a place that they said no. But she, you know, her new power, you know, her new currency, as she would say. Um, she went in there and got a job. And when she did her interview with the same credentials as she did as, you know, a regular Ruby. And it was funny to hear the assistant manager go, Hmm, I should be worried about you taking my job. Right. <laughs> um, it was it made it was a good story. And it was crazy to see that that happened um, yeah. just because of the color of her skin and because she was a heavier set black woman um, that and then at the end where she got the payback for you know the assistant manager you know harassing tamara right um, he did justice and, and tamara's the and, of, a, of
0: a black associate that worked at yeah, the
1: police, right the one that didn't have any education she just got it because the manager thought she was pretty he wanted right. to, you
0: know. Try s- to do something with her, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but I loved seeing Ruby be selfish because Ruby is a giver. Ruby is right. always taking care of her mother. She's always getting the short end of the stick because she's always giving. And for her to be selfish this episode and say, no, I'm not gonna do it. But then she got to see how the other side lived and how she didn't need any money; she just got things for free because she was a white woman, and it it was beautifully told. And I give a lot of credit to Ruby and Hillary, A.K.A. Dell. Um, mm-hmm. Both of you know them playing back and forth, you know, against each other, was genius. Um, I'm trying to think, and even. Like getting the little bits of the backstory with Montrell and his lover, uh, Sammy. Uh, oh, Montrose. Yeah, Montrose. Sorry.
0: Um, no, I think I might have said it wrong. Maybe that's why I messed you up. Sorry.
1: Uh, but also in this episode, you see, you see Letty moving closer to God and belief, and you see Ruby opening herself up to the power of magic.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So it was definitely my favorite episode and like i told you before i loved ruby from the start but to see her like this is the episode that made me love her
0: right no i got you with that to me um hillary is the the caucasian version of ruby right if i'm mistaken so what i my favorite scene was when she woke up and she still put her hands up when the when the police was to harass them. And yeah. she didn't realize that they weren't there for, they were there to save her, supposedly, yeah. and take her back home. So just that whole cost of um walking a mile in someone else's shoes, like she really got to do that. Yeah. And you saw that in the montage. And when she goes out for ice cream and she gives the ice cream for free, she gets to sit at the park and it's pleasant and peaceful. And she just, um, she truly showed like um, a level of humanity that she felt like she was receiving from the, from the youth, from, from yeah. everyone because of her skin. So that was interesting to me. And then also her going to get the job that she always wanted. Because that was a job that she spoke about for a few episodes. Like, oh, I've been applying to try to get this one position.
1: And, and for her,
0: and she that- was offended that the one that did get the job had no skills at all. So then she's talking to her, although like a white woman, but like as a way of two black people talk to as somebody that is in a position of privilege to try to like keep a job. It's more of, you got to be better than everything else. Like you can't just be okay at your job. Like mm-hmm. you got to know what's going on kind of thing.
1: She was saying that as a sister, but in, you know, white skin. So it wasn't cross Right, right. it was coming off harsh. Um, also with that, um when talking about like Tamara and the white ladies where, you know, she was being hard on her and then she went into the back and she was trying to, you know, get the white women to like, hi, your break's over 15 minutes ago, like, let's go. And they were like, don't worry about it. We're just gonna try on these shoes before the rich people pay for them. And, you know, it, they didn't wanna work with Tamara but they wanted her to show her the South side, you know? Right. And it, it, it's crazy to see that because we're all human, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Together and, you know, not for your amusement, you know.
0: Right. It shouldn't be an ex- experiment project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally and also with Ruby, where you were talking about the first episode, well, the first part of the episode where she ran into the South Side confused. And she said it. She said, those white people weren't scared of me. They were scared for me because I was confused. mm and I was like, you know, distraught. And to me, Ruby went there because that's her home. She's like a celebrity there. She just did a whole block party, you know, a couple episodes ago performing and she went there to, you know, for comfort and she was confused. And then like the power of, in that time, the white, like the power of a white word Mm -hmm. no matter what the truth was, was top dollar. And she saw that as soon as, you know, the little boy came to help her out and he bumped into her and the police were ready to tear him up and, you know, everything under the sun to him. And she said, no, no, no. And just think, not every white woman spoke up like that.
0: Right.
1: You know, and that's another thing. of
0: kind of makes you think of, like, um, the times of, like, Emmett Till and things like that. It's like, so, yeah, totally get that.
1: So... But that's just what I had to say about that part of it, because I was thinking about it with, when I was doing my back research after, you know, (laughs) writing
0: So you mentioned Ruby having your favorite performance. She has mine too, and that was mainly centered because of um, just the way the lens panned on observing her new life as Hillary. And like, just you seeing like the, the differences and how I love that at at the end of it all, Ruby didn't care to be in that skin anymore. Like she was happy with who she was eventually, but it was more of a, she had to see it for herself to know that like there's nothing better or or different. Like the grass isn't necessarily greener. It's just perceived that way. So when she realized that, and then kind of like got revenge by like hurting um, that manager. Yeah. It was it was it was it was interesting and and very thought provoking of like um someone claiming themselves again you know and being yeah. being happy with what they are and not thinking that that job is so is everything because it, it wasn't everything it was it was a it was a crappy job like where like you know it was a bunch of crappy individuals working there
1: yeah. My also thing was when um, William asked for her help, he said, you know, I'm gonna need a favor because Ruby wasn't dumb. She knew, like, you know, what's, what, what you need from me? And he said, when the time comes, it comes. Um, and she was living her life in her white skin and he snatched it back by saying, hi, we need you to be a ma- uh, maid.
0: Right, we need you to go back to what you look like, your normal self.
1: So, yeah, so you could blend in and, you know, do what you needed to do. Right. Um, so it's just a lot of like, lot of like little eggshells that you see when you you know.
0: No, absolutely. Right? But and. Oh, just, for me, it was um, not knowing because before this episode, you don't know. You think macho just a redor, regular heterosexual, just who lost his wife, and then to find out that um, he had sex with another man was like shocking because it came out of kind of out of left field. But it's after what's his name, Beat the. The bricks off of him, basically, yeah. um, tick, which yeah. was like, whoa,
1: and it's crazy that he killed. How do you say it, Yaina?
0: Yaima, yeah, I believe. Yaima.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know he's in love with the drag queen, right? You know, and I felt like that, like, it wasn't a lot what we got from that, but it was a lot what we got from it. Henry, right. you know, being, he beat his son because, you know, he was ashamed because that's what he was taught from his father. It was right. a shame you we weren't allowed to be that. That's not okay. And he beat his child and passed along that trauma. Right. And I just felt like in that moment when he, you know, kissed you know and kissed sammy and met all his friends and then they went to the club and he kind of had like a moment where he's like i'm free you know i can be myself you know it doesn't matter and Mm -hmm. at that moment he came out just himself he didn't come out to his son he didn't come out to anyone but it's accepting first and then letting everybody else in to know right you know it's different it's different like everything that's accepting now wasn't accepted then true and everybody learns And imagine how much different life could have been if, you know, he was allowed to be who he really was instead of having to, you know, hide it. And that comes in with, you know, that ties in with depression and everything else because it's generational depression.
0: Yeah, It it was amazing to me how much anger was in that one scene of like, Basically, it seemed like every moment of anger that Tick had <laughs> was put into punching his dad, like yeah. every every last punch, which was mind blowing. But like I said in the in the first four episodes, we discussed Montrose is always doing something that he thinks is helping, but is really <laughs> hurting everyone's cause because of his own little trauma. They can get he just can't get out of his own way.
1: Yeah, own worst enemy.
0: No, absolutely. So. What was your favorite sci-fi moment?
1: My, I don't think it's a sci-fi moment. I think it's more of like a horror moment. Mm -hmm. Is, I think it's the last time that she, you know, morphs and she sheds the skin and she watches the assistant, um, the assistant manager, you know, harass and try to, you know, force himself on Tamara, which consent is real guys, no means no. Um, And she came to that realization and she said, enough is enough, this is never gonna happen because she said, if it was the other way around, this would have been happening to me. You know, she's always a protector, she's always trying to make sure stuff is done, you know, and make sure no one's getting hurt. And I feel like the last time that she shed her skin when she showed herself you know to him like oh no i'm going to let you know that this black woman did this to you right like that it was scary but it was horrifyingly good <laughs> like
0: right it was it was a needed evil to like show like how to show that like i don't know it was able to show more than i can say verbally right now but like it was a needed evil to keep the story going forward and for Ruby to have that moment of justice in mm. a way. Because to me, when I saw it, I was like, although it was terrifying, it was like, it was well deserved because he's, he's just an asshole of an individual, that guy. And sometimes you just, you know, from the from the film of medium or the, the story of medium of, of television, you just want some type of payback for somebody doing wrong. And, you know, for Ruby not to get the job, who was well-qualified probably more than most people and to always be told no because of the way she looked and because she wasn't quite appealing to give it to someone else that wasn't qualified at all but just because of their looks it just showed a lack of um integrity in the job market you know and that, at that time and still happens to this very day
1: yeah the discrimination and everything and absolutely I I feel like I've never seen a an episode. I've never seen a TV show, you know, show how great someone like Ruby is. They're usually mm-hmm. trying to make fun of a heavier set lady or make her the right. joke or the clown. And ooh, excuse me, to see like how everything was pretty. Like it was just Ruby did her thing this episode.
0: Right. And, no. Absolutely.
1: And for. her... Like, when she figured out that Christina was really William, because William did die in um, earlier. The
0: the house fight, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. because what we find out is that um, towards the end, the butterfly transformation process is when William also leaves that gets out of his body and becomes Christine, which throws Ruby, takes Ruby aback of, like, what the heck is happening right now? So I thought that was, like, a pretty... That was my kind of like sci fi slash takeaway moment is that knowing that Montrose is now gay, because we didn't know that before, or bisexual, because that's not very clear yet. Yeah. And then, and then, um, the when they went to the bar, and then they, the white women were having such a grand old time. Mm-hmm. And then the manager, like you said, is just trying to find a way to like make what's her name do something for him and not even like try to like caught her or anything. He just simply took her out back to the alley and tried to, like, make something happen.
1: Like, the ownership and the audacity. Right. Like, you're not her owner. You're her, like, you're her manager at work. You guys are at a bar that she took you to to be nice. Right. Um, but even with...
0: But I appreciate that she walked away. She didn't stay there. She didn't let it happen. She, she simply walked away. And so that was, to me, that was a very... Um, I like to see that she she stood on her her morals and just left. You know, she didn't like go with it to keep that job.
1: Yeah, that was probably like her first job. Right. She'd probably like I don't really need this. Like personally, this is not okay. Right. Um, but even like Ruby had a white skin, but you could still see you know her shining through her white skin, and it 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 showed when they were in the back and they were talking. I'm sorry to go back to this, but no, it's fine. Uh, uh, when she was dancing, you could see it like the white women making the comments, like, Wow, you should be, you know, on the south side in the club dancing with all the, oh, the flavor you got in you. And you could see right. that no matter what skin she was in, her true self always shined through,
0: right? Absolutely, uh,
1: no matter what. And I also read something when I was doing my extra research that she was so scared in the beginning because impersonating a white person was like death, right. You know, and that's that was what scared what was scary to her when she was so confused and just every time that she morphed you know she shed the new skin it, it's like she was learning more about herself right and it, like basically at the end of the episode she's like I want to be me you know I don't want to be what you guys think I should be and I think that that's the problem with you know white people holding black people up to a certain type of standard but white people aren't being held up to the standard that they're supposed to be
0: held up to. Right. No, I totally get that. And to me, the most important thing, although this was a great episode and it had a lot of things that needed, that gave a lot of answers to certain characters, was the phone call at the end when, um, because of the research that Tick did mm-hmm. and finding out more information on certain things. The, he went to that phone, was so nervous. <laughs> You forget how back in the day, I guess, you used to have to call an operator just to get a call across. You couldn't even just, like, dial numbers like that. So that was crazy to me. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. And that led us to um, our next episode, actually. this uh, I can't believe we already went through it. That's us.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. Woo.
0: Do you have any um, takeaways for episode five before we talk about episode six in um, the next podcast
1: basically i'm just gonna say that letty had a quote that she said that kind of stuck with me well stuck with me where she said i guess i've seen so much bad that i'm just trying to find something good in the whole situation mm. so you know when someone's seen so much bad you're you know your mindset is stuck on that and as you as i said earlier she's finding herself in her faith right and, she's gonna keep that hope, you know, that little glimpse of hope. We also didn't speak about the, the sex scene because whoo, they definitely like, I'm not spoiling nothing, but she could have been pregnant with that sex scene. And that was a very good performance. Um, that was, <laughs> was like, oh, she's definitely pregnant, like pregnant. Um, that's how good it was. But it, it's a beautiful thing when you find your faith Mm -hmm. And it speaks to you, and you know, God is your lifeline. And to see her grow, you know, it's a sign of maturity, especially when you know, Ruby took care of everybody her whole entire life, and her being selfish that's her growing too, you know, right? And butterfly episode, everybody's morphing and growing and you know, turning into beautiful butterflies. So, no,
0: absolutely. And I think the most important thing, too, is um. Well not the most important thing, but something that was very also a point now that I'm I'm recalling all of it in my mind was um what was I about to say? I lost my train of thought for a second. It was more of um oh, when she said talks about Letty talks about how the magic magic is bad, right? I think a lot of black people are taught that for some reason that magic is bad. Yeah. And Tick had the the thought process say, No, it's what you do with it, you yeah. know, like and that's just like anything, you know. Like with power comes great responsibility. You get I me? Mean? Like it doesn't have to be bad if you if you do it for a lighter reason, for like the proper light, I guess, in a way. So like I thought that was very interesting that he kind of changed her thought process on that in that quick Like no, it's not inherently evil. It's what you do with it that makes it good or evil. And that was from her, her doing research and knowing more about the the. Um, Native American that Montrose killed. So I think that's what led to that, to those answers being answered, to those questions being answered, excuse
1: me. Yeah, I definitely, I think that Letty is tick Light, and I think that she makes him better, she kind of grounds him, look, she kind of grounds him and makes him better, and it's, it's nice to see that.
0: Right, but I also think he gives her a purpose because I don't think she really had purpose before. So that's interesting.
1: And especially because, you know, dealing with a man that comes back from the war. What is it called? Uh, post-traumatic?
0: Yeah, PTSD is a possibility and different
1: things like that. Oh. Yeah. And Matt, like, she, I'm glad that he has some kind of control, you know. Right. I feel like a good woman or a good man, you know, whatever your true preference is, will always bring out the best in someone
0: right absolutely that's kind of all i have for episode five do you have anything else or is that it
1: no it def oh wait when i tell you i'll give this episode a oh yeah what are we rating
0: this i forgot sorry
1: like to me it's like a four and a half five like it's right on that little margin because this is like these three episodes are definitely my favorite episodes and yeah. really, it was the first one and, you know, the Hippoleo one, Hippolata one. But even the Mimi and Dugai one, I love this episode now because I understand. You know, when you do a little mm. research, you find out more stuff and you understand it better.
0: No, absolutely. So I want to thank Jesse for doing uh, the breakdown with me for episode five of, Americana Qu- of um, Lovecraft Country. This has been Americana Quill, writer, to writer. Please like and subscribe. Thank you, guys.